Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm at Collectible Stampede. My guest, Sir Samurai. Sir Samurai, how are you doing today? How you all doing? You alright, brother? He's a really big guy in really bright, colorful trunks. He, yeah. Whew. Tired out from all the YMCA dancing? Uh, you know. Well, that, that too, that too. Yeah. A man's gotta dance. A, a man has to dance. There might be some dancing in this podcast, we don't know. So, let's let's get into it. Uh, you started in wrestling as a ring announcer, then you've obviously transitioned into being an in-ring competitor. Uh, how, did you, how did you first get into the business ring announcing? What was the... Uh... So, I, uh, in the late 90s, I had a website where I wrote about wrestling rumors and reviewed books and stuff. Okay. And uh, a local indie promoter had a show coming up, and he hit me up. He's like, hey, do you have any ring, exper- or ring announcing experience? My ring announcer canceled. And uh, I followed the Samurai way, and I lied and said, yeah, I've ring announced a bunch of times. <laughs> so I ring announced for him, ring announced for a few different companies, but while I was ring announcing, I was going to SPW shows, paying my 15 bucks, and someday I want to be good enough to ring announce for SPW. That was my big dream. Okay, okay, okay. So then how did you transition into becoming an in-ring competitor? So uh, I eventually got hired at SPW to be their backup ring announcer, but I was such a fan, they were training three nights a week, I arranged my work schedule so I could go every night and watch them train. Okay. So I would set up the ring, sit and watch for two hours, tear down the ring, just because I loved wrestling so much, and eventually, guy named Sal Tomaselli said, you know, you could train with us. And I'll be honest, I thought at 29, I was too old. I thought the, the wrestlers were all football stars and movie stars, <laughs> even the people I was seeing at SBW. So it never occurred to me that I could actually train. And then when I started training, the goal was just one match. So I could okay. say that I had wrestled a professional wrestling match. And then obviously you've had a lot more than just one. Uh, that beating that I just took from Frost was 1,226. Okay, there you go. Clap it up for that. That's amazing. So you're tearing, you're tearing down the ring. You're, you're just going because you love the business so much. What was it like to train in NorCal at that time? What, what, what year was this? So it was 2002 when I started training. Okay, so 20 years. Okay. And back then it was so territorial. If you trained at SPW, you weren't allowed to go to APW. Okay. If you went to APW, you couldn't go to this company. Now every show has people from almost every school coming to wrestle. Absolutely. Like it's so much better. Yeah, there's still petty nonsense between a couple people, but like our students don't get punished for being our students. If you're good, you get booked, and if you're bad, you don't. And that's so much healthier than it used to be when I started. Absolutely. I mean, you see people from West Coast Pro, SPW, all all over the place. So, uh, can you remember your first match? Did it did it go according to plan? Where you? I mean, obviously, like it's your first time being out in front of a crowd, so you're you're nervous in that in that in that aspect. But yeah, how did that first match go? It was uh, I got my butt kicked, believe it or not. Okay. Uh, I sort of started a trend. It was me and the other ring announcer against our trainer, the Big Ugly, JD Bishop. Shut up, Big Ugly. Uh, two out of three falls. I tapped two straight falls. Okay. I got my butt kicked, and it was the greatest day of my life up until that point. Like it was, seriously, I was black and blue, I was bloody, my left arm was longer than my right arm, and I knew I wanted to do that every night for the rest of my life. There you go, man, there you go. So you've been with SPW for 20 years. What kind of growth have you seen the company uh, obtain in, in that amount of time? So SPW has always been a company that maybe the rest of NorCal doesn't talk about because we're off in Sacramento or Woodland. Um, but every show you went to, like the banger matches were Virgil Flynn. Yeah. They were Timothy Thatcher. They were Drake Frost. Now, any show you go to, West Coast Pro, 
the backbone of their shows are our crew. And now we've got J.R. Kratos in Japan, Jeff Cobb in Japan, Timothy Thatcher in Japan, Bonsai Bruce reffing on SmackDown, Jack Cartwheel taking over the world. So what the the what SBW now is, it's the place that quietly makes stars. Okay. Under underrated promotion. So I mean you've been like we said, you've been with SBW for twenty years. Uh, you you have more of a uh, an authoritative role uh, backstage. How did, how did that come to be? Um, I started as the second ring announcer, and over time I just became Ugly's right hand man. Okay. So he needed. Hey, when's our next date? Who? Hey, who's booked for the next show? I was just, I was the nerd. Okay. I was the nerd in the locker room who watched every match, knew every champion in every company. I was the guy. If you had a question, hey Samurai, who's running next Saturday? Okay. And 20 years later, I'm still that. I'm the guy, you know, like, Scoot does all the work. Scoot will tell you he does all the work. But I'm the guy who has to ask when the work needs to be done and who else is going to help him. He'll be like, wait, when are we doing that? So it's it's always just a team effort amongst whoever the people are. Okay, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. You've accomplished a lot in SBW. You've held every championship the company has. What else do you want to accomplish within the company from either an in-ring standpoint or from a behind-the-scenes standpoint? So from an in-ring standpoint, I just want to keep wrestling as long as people are entertained by it. There's a group of students who haven't debuted yet, and I want to wrestle every single one of them. Uh, Eliza Hammer really wants to do a hardcore match with me, so that's written down. Yeah. Um, I just I want to do everything I haven't done. I'd like to be the champion again, but I've done that. I just want to keep I want to keep opening the door for the next generation to realize how fun wrestling could be and how awesome it is if you just buckle down and focus on it and dedicate yourself. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You love to hear it. So, do you have any other goals to accomplish inside wrestling outside of SBW? So, I've wrestled in 35 states. Okay. Or, no, I've wrestled in 15 states. I want to get the other 35. I've wrestled in two countries. So, I want to get the other 148 or however many countries there are this week. I want to okay. I want to wrestle everyone who's ever wrestled. I want to win every belt that's ever been held. I want to wrestle on the moon. I want to wrestle on Mars. <laughs> I want to be the first guy to get beat up by an alien. Like, I want to do it all. I'm, I'm 20 years in and I'm just warming up. I want to see how much I can do before I'm done. Hey, there we go. You love to hear it. You love to hear it. Now, this is the rapid-fire portion of the interview. I'm going to ask you a question. First thing that comes to your mind. Favorite wrestler of all time? Uh, Mick Foley. Okay. I knew it. Somebody's yelling they knew it. Is that Scoot? It's Scoot. Shout out, Scoot. Uh, favorite match of all time? I have a lot of different ones, but uh, one I make most of the students watch is... CM Punk versus Cole Cabana in Punk's Farewell Match, where they do two out of three falls, and they do comedy, they do hardcore, they do the best technical, they do every style of wrestling. Okay. And Punk, who's known for being a very serious, angry individual, comes to the ring crying because he's so emotional. Oh, and to yes. me, that sums up all pro wrestling. Everything you can want in that match. Yeah, I love it, I love it. Uh, favorite match you've had? Um... Probably me, Frost, and CJ Curse in a 60-minute hardcore Ironman match in which Frost broke two ribs 23 minutes in and didn't even slow down. That's a match of pride because a lot of people can't go an hour. And then after that match was over, Timothy Thatcher came out and he and I wrestled in a singles match. So I think I went an hour and 10 minutes. Okay. That's a high benchmark. Wow. That's that's the longest in, in a period of time for sure, for sure. And then uh, favorite opponent you've had? I can't just say one favorite opponent. Uh, so from the SBW crew, I love everyone at SBW. Scoot, Timmy, Frosty, 
Virgil, all of them. Uh, so what I'll give you is my favorite non-My Circle opponent, okay. and that's Jekylls the Jester, because that dude will out-stupid me any day of the week, and I'm pretty stupid. And he'll be like, what if we lit the building on fire? And I'm like, can we? So he just always challenges me and makes me work harder and never lets me just take it easy. He's like, hey, I want you to come off the stage. I want you to come off the, the rope. And I'm like, I don't think I can do that. And he's like, well, you'll find out. Hey, you dove off the stage at BTW. That was all him. That was all him. <laughs> it was a great dive. It was, it was fantastic. And lastly, Hot Tub Time Machine. There we go. This is, this, this, is his favorite, this is his favorite question. Hot Tub Time Machine, if you could travel back in time to any match or event in wrestling history, what would it be and why? Okay, so it's the first one is Foley winning the title from The Rock on the tape draw. You know, and nobody thought he would do it, and that, that one could bring tears to my eyes. But my big regret in life is when No Way Out was in San Francisco and it was Eddie versus Brock. And I didn't go because I didn't see a world in which Eddie could beat Brock Lesnar. Because Eddie, as much as Foley's my number one, Eddie's my number one and a half. Those are the two guys I patterned myself off of, and I hate that I could have been there the night that Eddie won the title. And I went, nah, it's Brock Lesnar, I don't care. I hate that, haunted by that. Oh, today is and it's Eddie's birthday, birthday today, so that's lovely kismet right there. It's poetry in motion. Sir Samurai, I want to thank you so much for doing this. Uh, let the people know where they can find you. Let them know where they can find SPW and all the events you guys have coming up. So I'm on uh, social media everywhere. It's Sir Samurai. I've got at least a dozen followers on Instagram and, and uh, Facebook and Twitter. And I'm sure they've invented more, but I haven't discovered those yet. Uh, SPW next Friday is in Auburn. SPW next Sunday is doing our Halloween show in Elk Grove for the third Sunday of every month in Elk Grove. And the reality is you can find me every single weekend somewhere in a ring doing what I love. All right. Thank you. Sir Samurai, everybody. <laughs>